Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we are in John chapter 3. And what we're going to find over the next few days is a late night conversation between Jesus and, and one of the Pharisees. Now, this is uh, one of the religious leaders of the Jewish people. His name is Nicodemus. He's actually um, part of their Sanhedrin, we learned from chapter 7. So he's part of the ruling class. And, uh, and Nicodemus comes to Jesus, we're going to see, at night. Uh, likely to uh, to kind of keep this conversation kind of under wraps, kind of kind of in secret. It's it's by the cover of night that he approaches Jesus, and this is a teacher of the people. This is someone who is looked up to as a religious expert, an expert in the law, and uh, and Jesus is going to challenge this man who's. He's coming seeking. He's he's trying to sort through the claims of Jesus, this person of Jesus, just like you and I. You know, as we as we approach what the scripture says about Jesus, it challenges us. It it makes us wrestle with his identity. This word become flesh. And so Nicodemus comes to Jesus. Let's pick up. And over the next few days, we're going to look at this uh, entire um, story. But let's pick up in verse 1 of John chapter 3. The text begins. It says, Now there is a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, a teacher, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Nicodemus comes to Jesus. He uh, doesn't really even ask him a question. He, he kind of has this, this open-ended statement like, we know you're from God. Tell me something. Confirm it. Uh, prove it. Uh, we see the signs that you do, these signs that point to your identity. We know there is something significant about you. Verse 3, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus, he front loads this, truly, truly, listen up. Pay very close attention to what I'm about to say you cannot miss. He says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There is no eternal life. There is no entrance into heaven. You must be born again. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Verse 5, Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And Nicodemus, he responds, well, Jesus, what do you, you mean I'm to like go back into my mother's womb? This is impossible. This is absurd. And Jesus says, no, you must be born again. He says, you must be born of water and spirit. This is likely not a contrast, but, but it's probably speaking of the same thing, the way Jesus speaks of it. In verse 3, you must be born again. Now verse 5, you must be born of water and spirit. And then verse 6, you must be born of the flesh or, and then born of the spirit. He's, this is what Jesus is saying. You must be born again. This is, this is his message to Nicodemus. There is something that has to happen. And then he makes it clear. This is uh, which is born of the flesh is flesh, this earthly life. And then that which is born of the spirit is spirit. There is a spiritual work that must take place. Verse 7. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Here it is. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. 
What Jesus is explaining to Nicodemus, what Nicodemus is having a hard time understanding is that there is a spiritual work, a work of God, a work of the Spirit on the life of a person so that they must be born again. Now you think about birth. When a, when a child is born, um, they don't decide to be born. They say there's a process in place that leads to their birth. The same is true. This is Jesus' point spiritually. To be born again, you don't just, in your, as Ephesians chapter 2 says, being dead in your trespasses and sins, you don't just wake up one day and say, you know, I think it's time that I am born again spiritually. No, this is a work of the Spirit upon your life. It's a, it's a complete transformation. It's a work of God where you are born again. The theological term we use for this is the term regeneration. It's going from death to life, spiritual zero to spiritual life. And Jesus says, this is a work of the Spirit. We don't understand, like the wind. We don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with the Spirit. The Spirit chooses to work in the life of someone to bring them to new life, to bring them to new birth, to regenerate them. Now, what what does this mean for us today? Well, if you have trusted in Christ, this is, this is a work that has already happened in your life. When you heard the word of truth, when you believed, you were sealed with the Spirit, you were, you were made alive together with Christ, you were raised up with Christ, you were seated with Christ in the heavenly places. This is you being born again. Your life that was just of the flesh is now a life that is also of the Spirit. This should give us great reason for rejoicing. This should give us great reason for peace, knowing that we did nothing to earn it, but rather it's a gift that was given to us. As we're going to see, this should lead us to to live a completely different kind of life. We'll see that in the next few verses and then over the next few days. This also means that you might be listening to this today, and this has not happened in your life. Maybe you're doing Christian-y things. Maybe you go to church pretty regularly or occasionally. Maybe you like to read your Bible and you find it somewhat inspiring, but the Spirit has not brought you to uh, this regeneration. You have not been born again. You have not placed your faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus as your only hope in life and death. Well, if, if that's you and in this moment, you sense that there is something happening You sense that you are being called to actually trust in Jesus. I've got wonderful news for you. In this moment, God's spirit is working in you, bringing you to a new birth. If that's you today, what I would ask for you to do is to, when this video comes to an end, just stop and say, thank you, Lord, for showing me that I need Jesus Thank you, Lord, for convicting me of my sin, showing me that I have, I have relied on myself. I have rebelled against you. And instead of rebelling against you anymore, and instead of relying on my own self-righteousness or my own ability to be good enough, in this moment, I am trusting that Jesus died and rose again. I am trusting your spirit to make me alive together with you. I am trusting in Christ. If you're willing to do that, if you're doing that, Here's what's happening. The Spirit of God is bringing you to spiritual life. See, there's there's no Christianity without the new birth. There is no walking in holiness without the new birth. There is no true understanding of the Word of God without the new birth. This is essential 
to see the kingdom of heaven. This is essential to be part of the kingdom of God. So our ancient way for our modern day is to, if you have been born again, to thank the Lord for his work in your life. And if you, if you sense God moving in your life right now, to trust in Jesus. Now, if that is you, I'd love to know about it. Or I'd love for you to tell your pastor, if you're not in our town, uh, find someone, reach out, find a church that is preaching the Bible and sharing the gospel. You can reach out to us through our website, vcflongview.org. We would love to help you connect either at Valley or through a church that will help you understand the, all of the glory that comes in the new birth of Jesus Christ. This is our ancient way for our modern day.